Hey there, welcome to Narrative Society. My name is Josh Bull and I'm so excited to be sharing this podcast with you. We live in a world full of stories, but our life is telling a story. And so that's what this podcast is all about, finding the power in our stories. And so in this first season, I want to share with you a little bit of my story, specifically around death, grief, and loss. So make sure you subscribe and get ready for the Narrative Society podcast. Hey friends, uh, the show keeps going. It's uh, been a fun ride doing the Narrative Society podcast and I'm excited for today's episode. I want to talk about counseling and uh, just help. I think it's something that is important to talk about when it comes to grief and just sharing some of my personal journey with it. And I think it's something that uh, we need to feel comfortable having a conversation around. And so uh, if you're new to the podcast, I'd encourage you to go back to the beginning of this season and kind of lean in and listen to as I've, I've just been sharing some of my personal story of when my mum suddenly passed away four days before Christmas and jumping on a plane from uh, America, flying to Australia to be with my family and spending those first couple weeks doing the funeral, uh, just kind of getting everything, I guess you could say, organized for this next chapter of what is life like post-mum. But on the last episode, I I shared about flying back to America uh, after wrestling with, man, do we need to move back to Australia and be with our family, but having a conversation with my dad and feeling confident, no, we need to go back to America and continue on with the life that we were living. And so I kind of want to continue on from that point in the story and just kind of share what those first few, uh, I guess you could say weeks, months even look like after my mom had passed. Now, I want to make it clear that um, those first few weeks being back were heavy, man. Uh, Taylor and I often think back to those early days in grief after, because there's this weird dynamic when it comes to grief. And if you've experienced grief, or maybe you're walking through this, you might know what I'm talking about. But this idea that um, the dust settles after everything's been shaken and thrown into the world. And it's like, you know, when you lift a box and you can see the dust particles in the air, but then you can see it all coming slowly down and resting again on the, on a table. That's what it kind of felt like to me in the early moments is, is everything gets shaken and you're trying to come to grips with reality. And then like the dust starts to settle and but now it's settling on an object, on a person, on a human being who is not the same ever again. But the world keeps spinning. That's just what it felt like. It's like the world keeps spinning. People still have to go to their work. Uh, in the first few weeks, people are so attentive, sending you text messages, flowers, making sure you're feeling okay, doing all good. Uh, but people start to check in on you less. And people start to not necessarily forget, but just kind of keep moving with their life. And you're still trying to come to grips with, well, my life is in turmoil still because the one I love is not here anymore. I remember going to, uh, when I got back, the first kind of public thing I went to uh, from coming back was our church was in the middle of 21 days of prayer. And I went to one of the prayer meetings at like six o'clock in the morning and it's the first time back in the church building and I had a hoodie on and a hat on and I didn't really want to talk to anyone but I just wanted to 
go to church. And so I'm, I, I found myself like a little seat uh, and kind of had a, it almost like I had a sign up, like no one come and talk to me. Like I just want to sit here in my pain and in, in my tears and just have a moment to myself. And I just remember like everyone's praying and just feeling this heaviness of again, just man, my mom is gone and the despair that I was feeling of, of grief and heartache and pain. And I'm in a church building and, and we're praying to God, but feeling like God was with me there again in the pain, but still feeling heavily like hopeless and, and, and angry at, at this, at the world for keep spinning. Like, don't all these people in this room know what I'm going through? Don't they know that my mom just died, that it's not just like some object that got removed from our house. Like, no, this is the lady who raised me and, and, and nurtured me and shaped me. And one of my best friends is now gone. And these are just kind of the thoughts that are running through my mind. And that's what it's like in those first few weeks of grief. And, it, and it's still in a way, even to this day, it's just like, um, and it's not anyone's fault, but just like, I often still think about my mom and I still miss her so much. And but it's very rare these days for people to ask me like, hey, man, how are you with your mom? And I still have a few close friends who definitely do that. But it's just like, like a weird dynamic is is obviously and they do, people don't have to do that. But it's just like coming to grips with um, your world is is radically different and always will be radically different from that moment on. I, I can't remember necessarily, but if it was felt like relatively Soon after arriving back in America, uh, I go back to the office at um, work and uh, I, I work at a church. I'm a pastor. Uh, and so I go go to the offices and, and my boss at the time and still to this day, my, my brother, one of my best friends, Kurt Frisbee, uh, he, he had been an instrumental piece of just like, and still to this day, he has always cared deeply for me and Man, I got so much love for him and I'm really excited. We're actually going to be recording a podcast together, sharing some of his personal story, um, uh, which I'm going to release soon, which I'm excited for you guys to hear. But uh, Kurt looks at me and he, he was with me the night when my mom had passed away. And I shared that in the earlier episodes of the podcast. And he looks at me and he said, hey, man, uh, I want to help you go to counseling. And uh, at that time... Uh, if I was being honest, I didn't want to go to counseling. I, uh, I had respect for counseling, for people going to um, see psychologists, and, and, but I, I personally had never been before. I never felt like I necessarily needed to go, and I, I, I probably, uh, most of my life, had a facade of like, man, I'm good. Well, I wasn't good at this time and, and was in drastic pain. And so he said to me, hey, I want to I help you uh, go to counseling. So um, I'm going to go organize that. And I said, okay. And so he, he comes back one day and he says, hey, I've organized. The church is going to pay for you to go to five counseling sessions. So I was like, whoa, that's amazing. It's like, yep, reach out to this counselor, book in your appointments, go do it. And I was like, all right. And... One, I was super grateful that the church would pay for me to do this, uh, but I really had no idea what to expect. I'd never been to counseling before, and so I go home and I tell Taylor, and, I, and she's really excited for me to go to counseling, uh, and she says, all right, let's book it in, and so we, we book in my first session, and, and 
I think I was going on like a Friday or a Thursday afternoon. I can't remember. I call the guy to book in the appointment and he's like, yep, we can do this time. And he's like, tell me a little bit about your story. And I was like, well, uh, my mom died a few weeks ago and I just need help. And he's nonchalantly just like trying to get some information for the appointment. And I'm like telling my deep feelings to this person that I've never met before over the phone to set up a counseling appointment. He's like, okay, great. Well, I'll see you in a week or so at our first appointment. I'm like, all right. So a week goes by and I jump in the car to drive to this appointment and truly have no idea what to expect. Obviously, I've seen in the movies the big couches and I'm just like, okay, how honest and am I going to be lying down? Am I going to be sitting up? I don't know. I pull up to the place and he's got this little... Uh, office upstairs of this big building and so I like walk up to the top and go up these stairs and he's there and I I meet this man and he shows me to a seat and the session begins and I had made a premeditated decision like I'm going to do my best to try and jump in the deep end of being honest and open with this guy and um, that's what we did and and initially he just said all right start and he just starts pulling things out of me through asking questions and I start to share my story and start to share the pain of my mom's passing and share the 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 uh tension I was feeling of being in America and not being with my family going through this heartache and he was just so helpful and he was present in the conversations and I remember feeling like man this was a safe place to be completely transparent this man doesn't know me I don't know him but due to the dyna- professional dynamics of this relationship Uh, this was a place to be completely transparent. And he poked and prodded over the course of those five sessions and helped me come to grips with with kind of the way I was wired and created and and the way I necessarily felt certain things was because I was created certain ways and just was so helpful in honestly coming to grips with the person I was and why I was responding in certain ways that... um, and it, it honestly get put me at peace. And he kind of sh- shared a, shed a little bit of light down the road. And he was saying, this feels so traumatic for you, Josh. And every single day, it almost feels like you're getting dumped by waves of emotion and you're trying to get your head above water. And when you go to get some air and, and breathe, more water seeps in and you feel like you're drowning and you're trying to come to grips with it. But he's like, I promise over a period of time, the pain will ease and you will learn to live with it. It may not disappear, but, and there may be days where it hits you really strong, but you're going to learn how to live with this grief. And at the time I was like, man, I don't know how I'm going to do that. Like I'm, I'm, I'm in such heartache right now. But as a few years have now gone by, I look back and the man was right. It's, it's, I don't necessarily break down in tears every day about it now. I've learned to live in a, I, I would hope, I, I don't necessarily get it right all the time, but a healthy way to grieve and, and found a redemptive aspect. And I can now see more of, of the good things that have come through this heartbreaking situation and finding little ways to honor my mom's legacy. And But just going to a professional counselor was so helpful in understanding the way I was wired and created and him helping me with my, my family dynamics and, and understanding more about, we even did marriage counseling and Taylor came in for one session and he was super helpful for us of, of how we needed to communicate through grief and put some really great um, language to uh, maybe challenges we've had in our marriage over the years before. And it was so, so, so helpful. And I guess if anything, 
this podcast could be a little plug uh, for you to go to counseling. Uh, I am now trying to make it a rhythm uh, to for the rest of my life. I want to have counseling. I've I've done uh, count more counseling beyond those five sessions, and it's just like you take a car to go get an oil change or go get serviced. It's like taking your brain to the shop to say, "Hey, man, I just need to help process this. I need to, I need you to speak into this." And so, this is my plug to go to counseling. And I'm so thankful to have friends who push me to do that. Like Kurt didn't necessarily give me the option. He was like, "Hey, man, I want you to go do these five sessions, and I, I think it's really important for you." And very quickly, I saw the value in that. And so, I just say to you, uh, if you're going through grief, if you're going through heartache. Don't bury your head in the sand and just feel like you're going to be a soldier and get through this. Seek help. Reach out to your friends and say, hey, I really need to talk to you about this. I'm so grateful that I have still to this day friends who will just check in on me and ask, man, how are you doing, Josh, with your mom being gone? How are you doing today? And just reach out and, and be vulnerable and, and be transparent and get a counselor if you don't necessarily know where to turn, maybe Ask a church uh, near you for some recommendations for a prof- professional counselor or psychologist. And I promise you it will be so helpful for you. And I pray that after you go through it, you would be a raving fan. And so this was just, I wanted to share a little bit of my personal journey when it comes to counseling. And so uh, we're kind of coming towards the end of the journey of me kind of sharing some of the stories. And so on the next episode, I want to share with you um, just kind of what the first felt like, the first birthday since my mom was gone, the first Mother's Day, the first, like that, some of those key moments after my mom had passed and share a moment that changed the way that I'll live forever with you. And so I'd encourage you to subscribe, keep this um, up to date and share this with, with your friends if it would be helpful. Uh, but honestly, I love you guys a ton. It's an honor to share some of my story with you. And as we say, man, I hope you see the power in your story. Hey, I wanted to let you know, I've got a free resource for you. It's 22 books to read in 2022. So you can go to joshualbull.org to grab that and I'll see you guys on the next episode.